One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. Dude, even if this town wasn't full of small-minded idiots, it'd still be creepy as hell. I used to watch all these old horror movies with my mom, and they all started off in places like this. See, first, it's all perfect. And boom, some alien monster beast thing starts killing kids on Lover's Lane. I'm telling you, man. Hey there, everybody. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Tonight we'll be discussing the latest episode of The Legends of Tomorrow titled Night of the Hawk. We both write for purefandom.com and we got a lot to talk about after this week's episode. You can check out some of the other articles and reviews as well as a bunch of other awesome writers over at Pure Fandom like Brittany Santiago, who has a weekly post about Legends as well. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast, Sci-Fi Rewind. You can find it at SciFiRewind.com. That's S-C-I-F-Y Rewind. Court, let the good people know how they can reach us. You can find me on Twitter at GenDev, and he's Brad ZB. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. Be sure to use the hashtag PureFans when talking about the show so we can chat along with you. I know I was tweeting live last night and you were too. So, you yes, love, I'm. well, I'm, I'm, I live tweet all the time. So, well, I'm, hit or, I'm hit or miss if I get in there in time to do it. I usually try to catch up, but you know, commercial breaks, you end up catching up at like the end. Oh, for sure. But I, I know you there. were ranting about something last night. Oh, it was yes. hilarious. Yes, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> also, be sure to check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. Let us know what fandoms you're most interested in hearing or reading about. Okay, before we start off with the episode, we've got some awesome news to share with you. Legends, along with the entire CW primetime schedule, has been renewed. Yay! That's right. We're officially, we'll officially be seeing our Legends doing their thing for another season. Same goes for The Flash, Arrow, iZombie, and everything else we watch on the CW. So, yay! Awesome. Now, give us Vixen, please. Yes, The 100 also got renewed. Yes, it did. I'm so happy about that. I'm a little still behind on that one, but yes, it got renewed. So, there we go. I I just jumped ahead. Like, the episodes that I missed, I said, forget about it. No, I'm not skipping anything. Anyhow, a bit more news that if you missed the promo for the next episode... Uh, Legends will be back on, after a brief hiatus on March 31st. So we got a little two-week break there. Not really. We're going to be recording for sci-fi and getting ready for our 12 Monkeys podcast that we're going to be doing. So. Right, but everybody else has a two-week break for, from the show. We got yeah, more you, stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah. Busy, 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 busy. So last night's episode, Night of the Hawk, it was episode 1.8, it was directed by Joe Dante, and it was written by Sarah Nicole Jones and Courtney Norris. See, Courtney's do good things. Yes. His last night was awesome. <laughs> All right, here's a synopsis. The team tracks Savage to a small town in Oregon during the 1950s. Upon arrival, they discover that they have been that there have been a recent string of murders, and they suspect Savage is involved. Professor Stein and Sarah go undercover at the psychiatric hospital where Savage is working as a doctor, because of course he would, to find out what his plan is. While there, Sarah meets a nurse, because of course she did, named Lindsay. She was cute. Guest star, Allie Liebert. That's who that was. That was the wife from Rescue Me, I think. I think. And uh, sparks fly between uh, Sarah and that nurse. Meanwhile, Ray and Kendra pretend to be a married couple to gain the neighborhood's trust. But an interracial couple in the 1950s isn't something that goes unnoticed, of course. Soon, Savage is at their door. 
for some hilarious reasons that we'll talk about in a second. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, when I first saw this episode was named Night of the Hawk a couple episodes back, I thought for sure that, you know, Carter might be popping back up again. Me too. Like but, you have, you mentioned the Hulk. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's yeah. do this. I'm ready. But no Hawk dude. But I'm kind of cool with the no Hawk dude. Cause I'm, I'm kind of cool with the Ray and um, Kendra thing. Yes. Yeah, so I'm fine with no Hawk dude. We got some other Hawk ish <laughs> things, but we'll get to those. Um, this week's most useless character was <laughs> snart actually is where I picked. No, he was brooding and miserable after the thing with Heat last week. Right, he did but, have a few good lines, and he saved Jax, right? He did, but he didn't really. That was it. He didn't have that much more in the episode. He was kind of, hey, stay on the ship. Well, yeah, it wasn't his episode, though. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but it, like we said before, you always have to have somebody who doesn't do anything. Basically. But less less so since we're down two. Right. Yes, we are down two characters. Not just one, two Two for one? Two for one. Still don't have a body. Don't know. Exactly. Got an idea later on down the road. We'll talk about that towards the end. Come back, Heat. Um, <laughs> come back, come back, Heat. That's a good name of a movie, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Carter can stay gone. I'm, I'm okay now. So, Jax, who has been, as we know, the Jax of the character, he hasn't really been doing that much for most of the season so far. Besides fixing the ship. Besides fixing the ship, of course. This, he was awesome. He got a lot of screen time in this episode. Jax did get to go out on his own and do some other cover work this time. And he even threw in his Back to the Future quote this episode. Do yourself a favor, Biff. Keep walking before you really, really embarrass yourself. And the guy's like, who's Biff? Yeah, his loss. I was waiting for the skateboard moment or the poo moment. Oh, that yeah, like I wanted it to be a true homage to Back to the Future. They mentioned it twice, but I needed more. Right, you're in the fifties. I need more. I need you to actually do the dance. I just want you to do the whole episode in Back to the Future. I'd have been cool with that. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I want to see Doc uh, Doc Brown come walking by. <laughs> but that was Doctor Stein. <laughs> He's got white hair. Yeah, All right. and they and oh, another thing that reminded me of Back to the Future when um Stein has the hat on. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like the one that Marty had. Okay. Yeah, totally. Got it now. Oh, hush. Go ahead. No, I do. I just, like, when you said that, I had to think about it for a moment. Well, yes, yeah. I'm with you. As for Jax in this episode, I thought it was a great character-building episode for him. He didn't have any issues standing up for himself, stands up to everybody. Nothing, he didn't, anything didn't affect him with everybody looking at him. And the girl, he... When he goes up to talk to the girl whose name I totally forgot what it is. Oh, me too. I, I didn't. She was all worried for all. a little bit. Uh, it's Tina or something. I don't know. But you know, then he dips his fries in a shake, which I still don't understand. I've done something like that before. Yeah. Only it was um, popcorn. Popcorn in a shake. Yeah. Alrighty. Was it Betty? Betty, that could have been it. That sounds it's a nineteen fifties name. It could have been Betty. It's a surfer chick name. But yeah, he I mean he had like the confidence of everything. And he was he was so good on everything. Even yeah. when the cop stopped him after going to Lover's Lane, yeah. he was like, uh was it his his boss hog moment? <laughs> well, here it is. Put your hands on the car and spread them. Listen, you can play boss hog all you want, but I'm not going to let that girl bleed to death. So I tell you what, I'm going to get back in my car and I'm going to take her to the hospital. 
Dukes of Hazard. Yes. Dukes of Hazard. I feel for the children who have no idea who Boss Hog is. Who's Boss Hog? Even yeah. though I was still like, he's more of like a Roscoe P. Coltrane there. <laughs> but I am so happy, Brad. I am finally invested in his character. I am too. I was, I was so worried. Oh, you know, I was ready to write him off because I'm like, he's boring me. But he's not. This episode, I really think he, he really brought it forward yeah. with the character. And they made him more interesting in the fact that they gave him more of a backbone. And even when he was talking on a ship with Rip, he's like, I got a date. I got to go. I'm and good he to looks go. Snazzy. Yeah. He had it going. He had to go to what the enchantment under the sea. Enchantment <laughs> under the Yes. Love I mean, I, I love it. There is no Cisco on the show, but everybody is Cisco. Pretty much. It all kind of flows through the whole vein of everybody gets there. Yeah. So who was your favorite pairing in last night's episode? My favorite pairing in the last night's episode. I see this is kind of a toss up. Uh I guess not really. My favorite pairing would have been uh, Kendra and Ray. Me too. They were a lot of fun together. They were. I was. I was really worried initially because you you know how I hate it when they have a mission that they're supposed to be doing and then somebody else just goes off to do something that has absolutely nothing to do with the mission. Right. And I thought that was what was going to happen to them. I thought they were going to get sucked into some kind of neighborhood drama that had nothing to do with Savage or what the mission was. But no. No, no, it was cool because they had the whole interracial thing that was going on, mm-hmm. and um, then all of a sudden, who's on their door, their doorstep with casserole? Spandle Savage. I didn't expect that. I didn't at all. Apparently, it was in a trailer, but I missed that. I remember seeing that in a trailer, but the whole part of him just showing up with the casserole and a wife—that was kind of interesting. I'm like, huh. yeah, like who, who even thinks of that? Vandal being married. So apparently, he's been doing stuff with his time off. With it, well. Vandals, it's been a lot of time. He, he's got to progress in this timeline, so... I don't appreciate that, though. Like, you're supposed to be stalking Kendra. You're supposed to be obsessed with this woman. You're not supposed to be going chasing after anybody else. Well, it's the same thing, like I said, with between uh, Kendra and Carter. I mean, okay, once he's killed them or whatever, he's got some free time on his hands, and he's got to find them first. Yeah. And then they explain that whole thing of he can't kill them until she recognizes her power. Right. Which ex- totally explains because I was a little surprised when he ended up at their doorstep. He saw her and there was absolutely no recognition. He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. And I guess that that makes total sense. If she isn't awakened yet, she wouldn't recognize him. She wouldn't have memories of him. So he, he really played it off. Right. And he's now, married. Somebody else said that they, he had some kind of look on his face when he first saw her. He always has a look on his face. He has I mean, a, he yeah, ha- but initially I thought he didn't recognize her. Oh, no. I, I caught he recognized her, but he always has his stranger danger look on his face. Oh, my God. He's so creepy. <laughs> Is it the beard? I don't. I think maybe, but I don't know. People don't look at me that way. But, oh, my beard's kind of grayish, but, you know. He, he's too car- He's a car- He's like a cartoon right now for me. I think it's, honestly, what it is is I think it's the way he looks at people. Because half the time he has his head down a little bit, but his eyes are looking up. Mm-hmm. Or his head's up and his eyes are looking down. So it's never like straight. Yeah. Those are the times when I see him as a creep thing, but. No, he's so creepy, Brad. Yes. He, uh, extremely. And then his actions like completely hold up with his creepy look. But he did manage to get married. I don't know how. Someone who makes good tuna casserole, which Ray sure likes. Maybe she was a nurse. It could have been. Everybody. Well, he could very well could have been a nurse. I thought he made the casserole. 
I mean, that makes more sense that the wife did it in the 50s. Right. Get in the kitchen. Because I was like, that's going to be so progressive. Like, Vandal actually was in the kitchen, and he made it himself. And that's why I thought it was funny, because Ray uh, was like, I don't care what you say about him. Yeah, he made a bad guy, but he can make a casserole. So I thought Vandal did it. And the look uh, on Ray's face was hilarious when he was just chowing down on that. That's I, I wow. just had one of these visions. I was at the dentist the other day, and mm-hmm. he had the TVs in there. And as I was getting his cavity filled, the TV was on Little House in the Prairie. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, Laura Ingalls' husband or whatever was in the kitchen. He had the apron on. Mm-hmm. Vandal's in the kitchen with the apron on. Oh. Yeah, that was just a vision. Oh, sidetrack. Anyhow. <laughs> it was connected. It was, yeah. it was really connected. So, But Vandal's at least been doing something with his time as when he doesn't have Kendra or Carter. Like, you know, his creepy little experiments he was working on. Oh, my God. Oh, I love the creepy little experiments. It reminded me, like, this whole episode reminded me of those 50 B-movies that they used to have, mm-hmm. like, in the drive-ins. Exactly. Like, that was the whole feel of the movie. I, I enjoy that. I think I like the um, the trips to the past way better than the futuristic trips. Like, I want more of those. I want to go to the 20s now. Next. That's oh, my I other favorite decade. Yes. Well, they said that, you know, in, in our intro that I did also – but Jack said that, you know, it reminded him of the town where they go to Lover's Lane and then something bad happens, which something bad did happen to him at Lover's yeah. Lane. He should have known better. You, you watched the movie, you, but yet you've you still seen do this it. movie. Yes. So if Jason Voorhees pops up in a cabin, you know what you were supposed to do. You run. And you don't hit them once and think they're dead. Keep hitting them. No, you just keep running and don't fall. Yeah, what's your destiny? and if the little white girl falls, you let her stay where she is. Just, just He's gonna get her. her first. Just leave her and go. Yes, or like in those commercials. Have you seen that one commercial where, like, they're running away from um, the bad guy, and there's a car like with the engine already running, and the girl's like, "Well, shouldn't we get in the car?" And they're like, "No, no. duh, let's run this way. Let's hide behind those chainsaws." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're we're sidetracking a lot tonight, aren't we? Yeah, it's been a long week. I'm sorry, B. Yeah, and it's okay with me. I'm I'm good to go. Uh, what else do we have on here with Vandal? He was progressing with his timeline. Oh, the the hawk guys that they had, mm-hmm. and this kind of goes and kind of doesn't. They were talking about Pleasantville. And oh, this that is, was hilarious. This is an article that I actually had to post one day about the Mothman uh-huh. in Point Pleasant. Look up Mothman, you know the movie? And look yeah. Up Point Pleasant, West Virginia Mothman. There's Richard a, Gere, right? Yeah, Richard Gere. But it's okay. kind of based on a true-ish story. Mm-hmm. There's the statue of the Mothman. They really looked like the uh, like the Hawk, hawk Teens. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing I thought about. Well, we talked about Kendra and Ray and how much I'm really enjoying them. I'm a really bad Hawk Love fan right now. Bad, bad, Courtney. Um, I'm really happy with the show right now. Every time there was some kind of inconsistency or something that I thought was like crazy out of nowhere, a character was saying something to explain why this isn't really crazy and why this really makes sense. Because, mm-hmm. again, the thing where I had an issue where I thought he didn't recognize her, and then they explained it or reminded us, oh, she's not awakened, so he wouldn't he – wouldn't be getting in her face because she supposedly does know who he is at this point in time. And I know there was something that you were ranting about last night. You had just posted about it and the show answered whatever your question was. And I can't remember what you were upset about. Yeah. Well, let me do that in a second, but that actually, uh, 
answered our question too that we had a while back is okay, so why doesn't, you know, Vandal find Kendra and Carter when they're like five and just take them out, you know, before they're they could fight back or anything besides being creepy and everything. But mm-hmm. it explained until they find their powers, he can't do anything because it doesn't help him out at all. Right, because he can't get their essence right. that he needs to live. So my my issue that I was having last night on Twitter mm-hmm. was between Stein and Jax. Uh-huh. They've, they've <laughs> yes. had this connection, yeah. you know, the psychic connection that they have. But Stein has no idea that Jax is turning into... Um, Hawkstorm. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then they kind of explained that whole thing. It was like, you know, how for some reason he can't sense him anymore or whatever. Yeah. Stein was very upset about that. Yes. He was not like, happy. I don't know what's happening with him. I'm very worried. So on the Stein thing, we got Stein and Sarah. That was also awesome. <laughs> I with my nurse. And the part, one of the parts that cracked me up is like when uh, Sarah was with. Uh, what was her name? The ner- the other nurse, Leslie? No, Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah. And she was. <laughs> they walk out to get the tour, and Stein's out there. He's like, "Can you get me a cup of coffee in black?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'd like one too." And he just walks off. Or no, he was like, "I could really go for a cup of coffee right now." And she was like, "Yeah, me too. I like it black." Mm-hmm. See you later. <laughs> like I love her, and that was after she uh, did that takedown of that one doctor. Like right. she didn't really hurt him, but she she jammed that drawer like far, far, far. She, did, she did enough. Place. She she was she was pretty good with it there. Yeah, because he was a jerk. Yeah, pretty much. But you know, apparently that's how the fifties were. They sucked. Yes, they did. Not a, just for um, the ladies. For everybody. Yeah. Um, the nineteen fifties, though. So it was interesting to see the team and see the show address the issue of racism in the 1950s. It felt like the show tried to take it even further when Jax and the girl he was with, um, when she was bleeding in the front seat, the whole boss hog thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we took a quick turn from comic fun to Mississippi burning, and that is not a complaint for me. I would have been upset if the show had been set in the past and it didn't address the issue of racism and racial relationships and sexuality as it would have affected our characters, Kendra, Jackson, and Sarah. I know Wentworth Miller is mixed, but the show didn't really seem to incorporate that much. Um, I just like it when a show gets real. Yes, I enjoy Escape, but not when you're going to tell me something blatantly false. Like if they had... If this show was on and we had these characters in the 1950s and there was, like, no racism at all being shown in this town, that would have ran completely false for me. And it would have taken me out of the story because it wouldn't have been true. Had Jack sat there with the little white girl at the counter and not been bothered by Biff, that would have been completely false from everything we know. Exactly. And I was kind of wondering how they were going to play this off. And I, I thought they did a great job in it. Yeah. And at first I was kind of going... Okay, so we have Kendra and uh, Ray together at a house being married. Yeah. And it, wouldn't that raise eyebrows? Wouldn't it be simpler just to have, you know, Sarah and, and Ray? And then I was kind of thinking, like, well, they're a group from kind of a progressive future. Why would anybody really think that way? They have good chemistry where they have good chemistry. You're like, okay, I got my partner. You got your partner. Let's go. Right. It didn't cross their mind initially no. until the um, the realtor was telling them, oh, maybe you should go to the next town over. I got that one here. You want that one? Yeah, let me get that one. You know, I have a lovely Tudor style in another town. 
a more accepting one. Forward thinking. No, that's that's fine. I like my towns backward. And that was one of the things I really loved about it too, is the fact that none of the characters cared. They were like, they all stood up and what's your point? Like Jax did it a lot. I mean, with his whole, you know, Biff thing and everything else that he was doing and none of it phased him and none of it really phased Kendra either, which was, you know, how they would be. Yeah. And there was another moment at the dinner party where, um, the one lady is like, Oh, there you are, dear. I could go for another glass of bubbly. And Kendra, I was so proud of Kendra. (laughs) She says, then I suggest you find a waitress. And you said she should have said barista. Do I'm I glad look like a didn't. barista to you? And the woman would have been like, "What's a barista?" Exactly. Like, no. And I also like the fact that not only she not only stood up for herself, but Ray also said something. Like mm-hmm. he, he told her to go get her own damn champagne. Exactly. I like her and Ray yes, a lot. They're good teams, and that was one of my other things that I was kind of curious about. Is they moved into this house, right? They took all this stuff in there. Yeah. When did they go shopping? And then I realized that Rip had said that, you know, the wave rider, Gideon, could make their clothing. Yeah, we all need a Gideon. I want a Gideon. So I wanted to see Ray in there shopping going, oh, we need one of these. We need this. <laughs> <laughs> because he was getting into it. He was good to go. And it was just, I, I wanted to see that Ray shopping moment. Because at the end of it, when he was also packing the stuff up, and I'm like, where are you packing it? And, where, <laughs> and, and they go to leave, and they're not taking anything with them. What are you doing with the clothes? What are you? I don't know. Maybe they donated them to some place. They could have. That would have made we sense. We don't know. <laughs> but they, it was really good. I really liked that part, too. I, I love Sarah and her girlfriend. I did not love the part where um, the nurse talked about dating a ninja. Did they know what ninjas were back then? You know, I don't, I, I'm not really sure on that one. It could just be a little slip that we didn't have, but okay. I, I'm not really positive on that. Let me Google Ninja 1950 and see what I come up with. Uh, nothing. No. Yeah. Cause I know my dad used to love the ninja movies and Bruce Lee, like in the eighties. Right. But that was and before more that like it a, was Westerns, but I don't know. Yeah. That was more like the sixties and seventies thing. And that, when all that started coming yeah. I don't remember any ninja stuff, so I don't know. Maybe you know that's it's fine. We're just gonna go with it. We're, we'll go with that one. Like we're gonna go with the fact that Kendra, who has never been able to stand any of Vandal Savage's personalities in any of her lifetimes, all of a sudden deciding she's in love with him or is attracted to him, and she's going to get all pretty. She looked really pretty, and she's getting all pretty and trying to seduce him, like right. be, not being obvious at all. Yes, because she's going to take on everything and, and go with it. Um, let's just go to the fact that you don't monologue, okay? Yeah, monologuing has never worked for monologuing anybody. Monologuing never works for you. If you have a plan to kill somebody off, don't monologue first. Just jump right in there and do it. Like, why did they have to go all the way to the hospital? They live in the neighborhood. They're right next They were door. at his house. Yeah, come on over. Have some casserole. Come like, on. Can't Ray shrink anybody with him? Or no? I don't think so. No, it's in the suit. Because okay, it is in the mind. suit. Because the suit has, that's kind of how he went outside well, in space. Well, can't Kendra put the suit on and like go stab him? Ray make another suit? I don't know. No, she can put his suit on. I don't think it fits. I don't think it's it like. It does. A, um, Felicity was wearing the suit, I think. Really? Or am I thinking of, I, no, no, no. Felicity was wearing the suit and the arrow before, I think. Or am I thinking of Iron Man? 
I don't know. Well, I know that happened on Iron Man because... Um, I'm pretty sure Felicity wore the suit on the Arrow before. Like, she can put that suit on, and she can fly up, and she can stab Vandal Savage and get rid of Vandal Savage because I want another big bad. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Vandal Savage, but um, it's time. You're right. Felicity did wear it one time. Uh, okay. She did it to save Oliver doing something. See? Ray stayed at Palmer uh, Technologies while Felicity donned the exosuit, only no, only just knowing how to fly it. That's it. That's fine. That's fine. So, so everybody should get a uh, time in the suit, a little suit time. Okay. So here was one of my other issues that I was having. And I don't know if I was having it on face, on Twitter, but I know I was having it in Texas uh, with you. <laughs> we all had the issue, Brad, when he went out the window. Okay, so Ray pops in, shoots Vandal. He Vandal goes flying out the window to his death. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why don't they just go downstairs, grab the knife, and stab him a couple times and see if it works? Yeah, Kendra, why don't you go do that? Why you have they, wings. Why don't or they Ray? go downstairs and grab the knife? Yeah. How about that? Is it, does and it, he, it's not like he can get the knife back. Does the knife do something? Does it have its own little time span thing that just disappears as also? No. Because they're like, always looking for it. So why don't they? Because they always let him take it with them. He went out the window. He's dead. He's laying down there. Brains go, out to the ground. Go get the knife. He can't find it again. Did you notice, though, um, when we're talking about the knife, that he only had he had the knife in the locked room where it was that Ray found in, in the chest. Uh-huh. In one of the previous episodes, he had it in, like, with lasers and stuff securing it. Well, it was the 50s, B. No, but I'm saying, I think he's seen the whole fact that these people keep showing up and want my knife. Well, he didn't know that before. Now he knows it. Well, that's what I'm saying. He didn't know that then, but as time progresses, I'm just seeing they keep trying to steal his knife, and he keeps going, I should probably lock this up a little bit better each day. Which is why they need to stop going forward. They should have grabbed the knife and went further back. Right, exactly. I know. That was my whole point, too. But if they did that, then things, you know. I mean, we'd still have a show. There are many, many villains that they could have chasing them or be fighting against. Mm -hmm. Totally. Like, I just don't think they should get bogged down with the one. And that's the whole thing, too. But at least they moved the Vandal plot forward this time. They did. And we're ta- we're doing all this talking, but I really enjoyed this episode. Oh, I enjoyed it also. I thought it was great, and it's a and theoretically another two parter because we're staying in the fifties next time for three years. For three years, that's what Ray said. Ray said we've been stuck here for three years that because Chronos. Be, that should be rather interesting. So, yeah, let, are we? Do we have? Are we? We covered everything we want to cover on this one. Uh, pretty much, uh, like we talked about earlier, we're down two characters. But at this point, I didn't really miss them. We have we have so many characters on right now, and it's so hard for all those characters to get the time they need. Like I, I'm okay because now we only have one person who's sitting off doing not quite nothing. Right. Okay. There was a lack of sound bites that I had this week because you know Mick wasn't there. I miss Mick. To burn stuff. He he has to pop up again, we, even if he's working for Vandal Savage. We haven't seen a body, so there we are. Yeah. Agreed. So, so I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. On Kronos. Mm-hmm. And how Kronos has shown up again, and he's got better equipment. And looked. I thought he looked a little bit different than he did last time. 
Cronus is in a mask. Mm-hmm. Stay with me on this. Okay. Um, I think it is someone from the team trying to fix something they have done. Okay. I can or, see that. Or Mick, who's really mad. If there's one thing the Flash has taught us about time travel with, you know, the whole Barry stopping Barry thing, mm-hmm. anyone that wears a mask is somebody we already know. It's just a moment of that mask coming off and us going, oh, my God, it's you. Because, yeah. Or there's another thought. Kronos <laughs> isn't one person, but many people are Kronos. Maybe that's why they stopped calling him Boba Fett. Could be. Because, you know, you, you you can't tell with the mask on. It's kind of like just like a stormtrooper or like, you know, the dread pilot Roberts. I think it's definitely him because um, who? Rip mentioned something. Him who? Kronos, it's it's one guy. Um, Rip mentioned something about the Time Cast Council giving him new equipment or something that helped him breach the ship. But how does Rip know who Kronos is? I don't know. If Kronos just has his own little hat on, how does he know? This is true because that's a, there's a whole thing that we learned last week where Rip Hunter is an alias, and they use alias so people can't go back in time and erase anybody's exactly. family and timeline. Right. Okay, I'm down with that, B. So he's the James Bond of Kronos's. Could be. Okay, I'm, I'm with it. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm just, I'm just curious. I would not be surprised if more than one Kronos show up in the future. He'll be back, like Arnold. Yes, I'll be back. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, our time travel this year, this week, does really nothing happen because we're in the past, so they didn't affect anything that we know of. So. Oh, they affected everything, but, especially if they stay for three years. Oh, yeah. But we didn't have any effects that we saw, you know, no disappearing anything. But, yes, they surely affected something. Eventually. Yeah, they pick and choose the whole disappearing thing. There are ripples galore on this show. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So anything else on this? Are we good? Oh, I'm good, but we won't have anything to talk about for this until the 31st. I can't wait, though. I'm excited. Yes. Exactly. I can't wait until it comes back on. I'm really looking forward to it. Kind of like I'm really looking forward to Flash coming back on. Just saying. There's oh, absolutely. The whole mass thing I was just talking about. But if you got to get caught up on the Flash, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, that's on the 22nd. Yeah. So, if you aren't already there, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. We both have a lot of different articles there, and there are tons of other killer writers that are filling the site up with amazing fandom articles. Okay, and if you guys aren't watching Lucifer and you're afraid of the name, don't be afraid of the name. Go watch it. It's a great show. Tom Ellis is fantastic, and so are all the actresses. It's good. It's really good. Go watch it. I haven't had a chance to write mine up on Damien yet, but watch it. It's good. Oh, I got to see that. And The Magicians. The Magicians was awesome this week. Did you watch it? Yes, we watched it. We'll be talking about those on the Sci-Fi Rewind here probably next week. We will. Good times. So if you have a favorite moment from this week's episode, let us know. You got any different theories about Kronos? Let us know as well. Hit us up in the comment section below, and we'll talk to y'all later. We'll be back. 1958 swell and all, but I miss the internet and cell phones. Uh, what are they doing? Hey! Where did they go? Better question. Why did they leave us?